the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It was more like a moving truck. What's going on, everybody? It's another Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, babe from Sticks. We'll get to that in a second, why I played that. we got a great show for you tonight. News and notes to get to, and a great guest that's going to be joining me uh, in about 20 minutes. But first, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter, at Al Gatulo. Instagram, at Gatulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at albergy at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You'll find the shows on, the, on that platform. We're Alexa Ready as well, iHeartRadio, radio.com. And we're also on the Hopped Up Network. If you head over there Monday mornings before 6 a.m., you can listen to the podcast version of this program. So, uh, Babe and Sticks, why? Well, the opening line Babe, I'm leaving. I must be on my way. So, uh, but I didn't take a train. It was basically a moving truck that moved me and my wife and my son a few blocks away. We're still staying in our same town of Clark, um, but I have my in-laws moving in with me in uh, a few months, and we needed to find a bigger place. I'll get into the move and what happened with the lawyers and the bank and all that other stuff uh, a little bit later on in the program. Maybe, or maybe I'll just keep my mouth shut and not say anything. We shall see. Now, coming up in 20 minutes, Sean McNulty from the Selling Craft Beer Podcast will join me. He's got this great show where he gives you all the beer news that you need to know in six minutes or less. Sometimes it's a little bit longer, but he calls it the Sixer. You definitely want to check it out. It is a really compact version of what is going on uh, in the beer world from a business point of view, and that happens 20 minutes from now. Let's dive into some news and notes. Lots of stuff to get to. A lot of this has come from uh, the website, AmericanCraftBeer.com. I want to thank those guys. They do a really nice job of curating Uh, A lot of different articles. So if you live in the Oakland, California area and you're looking for a gluten-free brewery, well, Mike Bernstein, a longtime surfer, trail runner, backpacker, and brewing professional, um, has opened Oakland's newest brewery. So, uh, you know, the funny thing is I don't have the name of this brewery. Let me find. Let me just go to American Craft Beer. Dot com. Let's see if it comes up, and I can tell you the name of the brewery because, as usual, um, 
I clicked on a link where I didn't get all the information, which I should have, shouldn't I have? So let's see here. We have, I'm trying to find the, here we go. Um, let me click into this article because this is really cool. I think uh, he was forced to abandon beer, Mike Bernstein, after he had to avoid gluten in his diet. So he decided to brew a beer that he could enjoy, which was gluten-free. So uh, the name of the brewery is, let's see here, Buck Wild. That is the name of the brewery, Buck Wild Gluten-Free Craft Beer. Uh, And he says, you know, listen, he wanted to share his beers with people that that want to drink gluten-free. And so he opened this brewery in Oakland. So very cool uh, from Mike Bernstein, who was, uh, you know, a home brewer himself. And now he's opening up a professional-style brewery, and let's hope that during COVID um, he doesn't have an issue because obviously California is, is dealing with a second wave, much like the rest of the country is. Um, so kudos to Mike, and uh, good luck with Buck Wild Gluten-Free Craft Beer. Now, citing microbiological contamination, uh, the, uh, the, the company Diego, which owns Guinness, is recalling its Guinness 0.0. It's a new non-alcoholic stout. It launched in the United Kingdom a couple of weeks ago. Uh, It is not in America yet, but apparently they found some microbiological contamination in the beer, and they say it may make some cans of Guinness 0.0% unsafe to consume. So um, their statement was, the issue is isolated to Guinness 0.0 and does not impact any other Guinness variants or brands. Guinness 0.0 is a new product manufactured in a different way from other Guinness variants. The health and safety of our consumers is our number one priority. The issue is isolated to Guinness 0.0, does not impact any other Guinness variants or brands. Guinness 0.0 is a new product manufactured. uh, Well, okay, they they said it a million times here. Uh, Again, this is um, there. Actually, I copied it twice. Boy, I'm really, uh, (laughs) this is what happens when you move. You try to put together a show quickly. You make a lot of mistakes and you don't check it, and I should have. Anyway, I repeated the statement twice. Basically, the health and safety of their consumers is their primary concern. That's why they recalled it. It is not available in America yet. Hopefully, once they tweak things, uh, they will be able to get back on track, and that uh, is an important thing. Some holiday gift packs that are out. If you're looking for beers for the holidays, maybe for Thanksgiving or maybe Christmas, uh, check this out. So Clown Shoes, the Boston, Massachusetts-based brewery, is offering... Uh, a Clown Shoes 12 Beers of Christmas featuring 12 unique beers, which I think is pretty cool. Because sometimes, you know, uh, a holiday pack, it's a six-pack of one thing, a six-pack of another. It's not so much variety. So there are 12 different beers that I guess are supposed to be in here. But it looks like it's one, two, three, one. Okay, so it's it's six beers. I'll give you two bottles of each, which I think is really cool. Um, Bubble Farm IPA, brewed with Mosaic, Simcoe, Azaka, and Idaho 7 Hops. You got the Galactica Double IPA, which is really good. Reindeer Games Bavarian IPA. It's a malt-forward red IPA. You have the Advent Party Crasher Imperial Stout. That's cool. Uh, Chocolate Orange. So it's a chocolate orange kind of stout, uh, which is interesting. You don't see too many people making that. Space Cake Double IPA. I've had that. It's fantastic. Uh, And One Man Holiday Belgian Quadruple Ale at 11.5%. The stout clocks in at 9%. But the quadruple ale locks in, uh, uh, clocks in at 11.5%. This is pretty cool. Uh, and a really cool holiday pack. Clown Shoes 12 Beers of Christmas. It is out now. You can get it um, if your uh, place sells a Clown Shoes beer. Uh, Bell's Brewery has released their first ever uh, holiday variety pack. And they're calling it Jingle Bells. 
interestingly enough. Um, so let's see. The flagships include the award-winning Two-Hearted Ale, its new lower ABV variation, Light-Hearted Ale, and Bell's official, the Comstock Michigan-based breweries, recently introduced Hazy IPA. It also includes a beer that you can't get anywhere else, only in this uh, 12-pack, Bell's Juicy Gossip. It's explained as a sessionable 4.7% ABV pale ale with big tropical aromatics, a juicy hop character, and an uber-soft bitterness. This 12-pack is also out now, so you can get it wherever, um, in whatever states that Bell's is sold, you can purchase this variety pack uh, for the holiday season, which is pretty cool. Now, uh, there are a couple of breweries who are doing some things in in, uh, in tune of beers giving back as we continue on here in our news and notes segment on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So Creature Comforts is returning a popular fall seasonal. Uh, this year, 100% of its profits are going to go directly to support Giving Kitchen. It's an organization in Georgia that provides emergency assistance to food service workers through financial support and a network of community resources. Aggressively hop forward and carbonated with an invigorating minerality, as they call it, Creature Comfort's Table Beer, a refreshing and approachable 4.2% ABV Belgian-style blonde ale uh, with an earthy floral and citrus hop character balanced by complex Belgian yeast flavors. Um, so that's pretty cool. So, uh, again, you're seeing a lot more breweries now. Now that we're seeing that beer consumption is increasing, I, I, I noticed the trend of breweries doing lower ABV type of beers. People want to drink. They want to consume responsibly. And, again, for a lot of people that are home, this is important. Uh, Island Hopping is uh, Sheboygan, Wisconsin's uh, Three Sheeps Brewing and Nina's Lion, Lion's Tail Brewing. They've uh, combined together to craft a beer that benefits the move uh, the Movember movement uh, to raise awareness of men's health issues. Uh, brewed with lactose, vanilla, and pecans, Deserted Island, an 8% ABV Imperial Pastry Stout that was inspired by the classic Turtle Sunday. And then Thinking Pink from Flying Dog Brewery, uh, which was just announced about a week or so ago, a special limited release, uh, conceptualized and co- coordinated by the brewery's quality assurance manager, Emily uh, Babotis, will benefit the Pink Boots Society, which, is, of course, is an organization created to support female professionals in the beer industry. It is called Flying Dog Victress. It's a sweet, tart, and juicy 4.2% ABV kettle sour with cranberry juice added during fermentation and lime to its bright tank on the finish. So there are a couple of beers there. And speaking of which, the Movember movement, my boys at Paragon Tap and Table and Bolero, are doing something as well. If you go to Paragon Tap and Table and you order a Bolero beer, they're going going to donate a portion of the proceeds to the Movember movement, which raises awareness of men's health issues. It's about going to get your colonoscopy. It's about going to get your prostate checked. It's about getting all the screenings and the checkups that men should be getting and are not getting. So kudos to Paragon and Bolero from a local standpoint for doing this. It is an important cause and one I urge all of you, you don't feel right, go get checked by the doctor. I wasn't feeling right. It took a while. They figured out my cancer a number of years ago, and I'm glad that they did because if they didn't, I wouldn't be here right now. When we come back after a short break, more news and notes from around the beer world. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You can follow me very easily on Twitter at Alcatulo, Instagram at Gatulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Excuse me there. Uh, 
via email at albertgnycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes, Google Play, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast and uh, actually not Google Play. I keep saying that. Google Play is no longer here. iTunes, do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You'll find the show on that platform. We're Alexa Ready as well. We're on radio.com, iHeartRadio, as well as the Hopped Up Network. You head over there Monday mornings and you will find my podcast version of this program before 6 a.m., as well as a plethora of others. So you will check that out over at hoppedupnetwork.com. And speaking of the hoppedupnetwork.com, one of the people who is on there in 10 minutes, Sean McNulty from Selling Craft Beer, he's going to join me. He's got a great podcast. He gives you all the beer news you need to know in six minutes or less, and he calls it The Sixer. And that happens in just about 10 minutes from now. So last year I got an opportunity to go to Brooklyn Brewery to – Be a part of the Brooklyn Black Ops, which is a collaboration between Brooklyn Brewery and Kentucky-based Four Roses Distillery. Uh, I got a chance to um, chat with the master distiller there. Uh, 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 Why am I missing his name? Brent Elliott, excuse me. Sorry about that, Brent. Um, Got a chance to talk with uh, Brent Elliott. Uh, Had a great time sampling the different whiskeys. Uh, and then actually drinking the the Black Ops that was for sale that night. We, I ended up buying a bottle to take home with me. Fantastic time. We had a great time, me and my best friend Mark, uh, when it was on a Monday night. I remember that because that was the same night the Giants played the Cowboys at MetLife, and there was a black cat that stopped play uh, for a couple of minutes while it scrambled off the field. Anyway, this is the, a new version of it, the Russian Imperial Stout. It's vin- the vin- This vintage of Brooklyn Black Ops, 12.4% ABV, uh, combines big chocolate and coffee notes with a rich underpinning of vanilla-like oak. In addition to the barrel aging, the brew was re-fermented with champagne yeast. This is an excellent beer. It is a perfect holiday beer. Please do have a small get-together and not a big one. But if you want to share it with a friend or two, this is the perfect bottle to share with a friend or two. Uh, it is, will be available in very limited quality uh, quantities wherever Brooklyn Brewery is available. Uh, beginning in late November, approximately 2,000 cases of cork-topped 750-milliliter bottles will be sold in the United States with a suggested retail price of $24.99. First off, I want to thank Brooklyn Brewery and Four Roses Bourbon, as well as my good friend Laura Badish, who sent me not only a bottle of the Black Ops, but a bottle of the Four Roses Small Batch Bourbon. And I cannot wait when I'm finally settled in my new home to crack that, uh, that bourbon open and share it with a few friends in addition to having some of that Black Ops with some very close friends. A couple, not many, but a few. So thank you, guys. I really do appreciate that. Uh, Colorado's Odell Brewing Company, the 19th largest craft brewer in the United States, has four new distribution partners in Illinois. They entered in uh, Illinois in 2017 with Breakthrough Beverage Group, but uh, Breakthrough has recently announced their intention to exit the beer distribution business in Illinois. So Odell needed to find some new people. So they've partnered with Windy City Distributing um, in the Chicagoland area. They've also joined with Marketplace Selections, G&M Distributors, and La Monica Beverages to cover their distribution throughout Illinois' heartland markets. Uh, so you'll be able to find sipping Pretty Fruited Sour and Mountain Standard, among others, in their portfolio. They'll also be bringing new innovations to the market, including their all-kind hard kombucha, or kombucha, however you want to call it. Um, again, like I said, Odell is the 19th largest craft brewery in the United States based out of, uh, the great state of Colorado. Moving along, uh, have you uh, been a fan of Waffle House? Have you eaten at a Waffle House before? I think the nearest Waffle House from here is over the border in Pennsylvania, right off of Route 78, 
um, close to, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the casino in Bethlehem is the nearest Waffle House in driving distance. If you've ever eaten in a Waffle House, I've eaten a plenty of them uh, through my travels over the years down south, out west. Waffle House now has a beer, which is kind of weird. It's uh, from Oconee Brewing. Uh, they are uh, calling it Oconee Bacon and Eggs. It's a 6.5% ABV bacon-infused red ale. Uh, this is weird. Uh, it's uh, The brewery is based in Georgia. Uh, it is uh, Greensboro, Georgia. Uh, bacon and kegs will become exclusively available at the brewery on December 18th. This is interesting. I, I, I may want to reach out to them to see if I can get a can. It's kind of odd. It's a weird type of beer, uh, but we shall see. We've, they've, uh, brewers have done lots of different things with beer that you didn't think could work. This might. I don't know. I, I love bacon. I, I don't know if I necessarily want it in my, in my beer. I'm guessing it's going to have some type of smoky taste to it, which is not necessarily bad. I've had plenty of smoked porters and things of that nature before. Um, so we will see. It'll be, uh, be interesting to find out. Stone Brewing, our good friends from Stone, they have come out with a Stone 12 Days of IPAs mix pack. The 12-pack holds 12 distinct IPAs, including new releases, year-round staples, and archived fan favorites from Stone Story Pass. So you've heard this correctly. 12 different beers in the 12-pack. No, there are no two of each or whatever. It's 12 different beers. So you're getting Stone Sublimely uh, Self-Righteous Black IPA. They first brewed it in 2007. It's the Stone's 11th anniversary ale. Um, so they put that back out. Stone Features and Benefits IPA. This is the latest from Stone, which I should be getting in a couple of weeks. It's 95 calories, 2.9 carbs, uh, gluten-reduced, and 100% stone, as they say. Stone Exotic Destinations and Stone Cosmic Runestone IPAs, two exclusive innovation beers brewed for SoCal locals with uh, will journey nationwide in this IPA mix pack. So these are beers that you can only get in Southern California right now. They'll be a part of this 12-pack. Stone's Soaring Dragon Imperial IPA, uh, the first national release born on Stone Brewing, uh, Stone Brewing Napa, actually, their small batch system. It was brewed with white tea. It was a small experimental beer with a big future. I've had this. It's not bad. It's different. Uh, I had it. I had it a couple of months. I don't know. It was last year, I think, I had it. Pretty sure. So uh, the full list, Stone Sublimely Self-Righteous Black IPA, Stone Features and Benefits IPA, Stone Exotic Destinations, Stone Cosmic Runestone IPA, the Soaring Dragon Imperial IPA, Stone's Go-To IPA, Stone IPA, Stone Delicious IPA, Stone Tangerine Express Hazy IPA, Stone's Scor- Scorpion Bowl IPA. I like that one. Uh, Fear Movie Lions Double IPA. That's a good double. And Stone Renation Double IPA 2.0. It's available this month in all 50 states. And for more info about it, you just hit up stonebrewing.com. An important important thing that's going on uh, that takes place on Sunday, November 29th. And we're going to spend the rest of the segment on this. Uh, To be honest with you, this is a day that should set a record for most sales at your local brewery, assuming that they're open. With all the stuff that's going on with COVID, et cetera, et cetera. And I get it. Places are shutting down, so it's difficult. Um, and with the pandemic crippling so many small business economically, it is important now more than ever to support these businesses. Um, the Brewers Association uh, introduced this holiday last year. Um, the holiday campaign encourages beer fans to celebrate on the Sunday after Thanksgiving by supporting local breweries, brew pubs, and tap rooms on that day in particular, and of course through the holidays. Um, similar in concept to American Craft Beer Week, which was launched by the Brewers Association in 2006. You know, Small Brewery Sunday takes an additional importance this year because, as again, 
we've seen so many small businesses that are going out of business. We're seeing restrictions coming again where we're going to have, look, this winter, we're probably going to have a, a significant shutdown uh, of our economy. Businesses are going to be shuttered. I hope that that's not the case, but it seems increasingly uh, evident that we are heading in this direction. And so what we need to do is support these businesses by buying their beer, okay? You, you, you wanted that four-pack or six-pack or a couple of bottles or something of, of what they have, go get it on Small Brewer Sunday. On top of that, the more important thing that you can do to help these breweries is buy gift cards, and I'll tell you why. By buying gift cards or merchandise from them, a T-shirt, a hat, you're helping them directly. That's putting cash in their pocket, which continues to keep their, their business churning, right? And this is not just for breweries. I mean, obviously, we're talking about beer because this is a beer show. But it's also, um, it's also important for other small businesses, your local restaurant that, ser- that, that is doing takeout. Maybe they can't, they can't do outdoor business because it's getting too cold. They, don't have, they weren't prepared for it or whatever, right? This is important to do. By going to that business and buying a gift card or ordering a takeout, uh, going to that small shop and buying some Christmas gifts for people, right? You're putting money directly into people's hands that will either help pay their rent, pay their employees if they have any. Uh, if, you know, if it's a small enough business, sometimes there's one or two people working. Puts food on their table for their families. Keeps their roof over their head. This is where it's important. And, uh, of course, at these breweries, when beer comes out, if you can get it, if you're financially able to do it, help them, support them. Because we have o- over almost 8,000 small independent breweries that need our support now more than ever, including all these thousands of other small businesses. We have no idea if the government is going to give them another bailout. Let's not wait for that. Let's help these businesses as best as we can. You know, if you, if you don't drink beer, maybe buy a gift card for somebody as a Christmas present or a Hanukkah present. Just... The, the littlest of things can help. 20 bucks to a brewery can go a long way. If, every, if 1,000 people gave $20 to a brewery, they'd be in great shape. They can weather the storm for a little bit. It's important. Got to do this. Okay, folks? Help us out. Help them out. When we come back after a short break, Sean McNulty from Selling Craft Beer will join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Coming out of my cage and I've been doing just fine. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. We're on iTunes, Alexa Ready, we're on Radio.com, we're on iHeart, and listen, Monday mornings, the podcast version of this program can be heard on the Hopped Up Network. You just head over to the HoppedUpNetwork.com. You can listen to this show or a plethora of others whenever you want. A little Mr. Brightside from the Killers because I'm trying to be a more bright and upbeat individual. I know that doesn't normally work, but, you know, listen, you got to give it a try every once in a while. Anyway, my next guest happens to be, uh, his show is also on the Hopped Up Network. He's a podcaster. He's the host of a show called Selling Craft Beer. It gives you all the info you need to know about beer in six minutes or less, and he calls it The Sixer. He's on iTunes. He's on Stitcher. Check him out on Instagram at sellcraftbeer or facebook.com slash selling craft beer. Let me welcome back to the program, Sean McNulty. Sean, how are you? I'm good, Al. How are you doing? Hanging in there, my friend. Hanging in. we got Thanksgiving right around the corner, and it looks like, 
That second wave of COVID is here in the Northeast and as well as the rest of the country. Uh, schools are closing. Now rumors floating around in both New York and New Jersey. Indoor dining going to be affected. Uh, bars are going to be shut down. Breweries may be shut down. What's your take on this whole situation? Yeah, I mean, you know, this isn't a surprise to anybody, obviously. Uh, you know, we still have indoor dining here in New York, but states like Michigan, uh, Washington, you know, you're seeing around the country indoor dining being shut down, Illinois, you know, shutting down. So, you know, New York, we've been, and New Jersey, we've been lucky enough to still here at Thanksgiving, still have indoor dining. But I don't think anybody's under any illusion that this is, that this is going to get better in the next few months. You know, the numbers are not going to all of a sudden get, you know, miraculously go down. So, I think every business has to be prepared, at least in the tri-state and then certainly across the country, uh, to shift their business model business model back to that whatever they were doing in April and May. It's a very, very real possibility within the next four weeks. Yeah, and short term, it's going to put a lot of people out of business having to weather yet another round of closings. There are so many places that have already said, whether it's a restaurant or a bar or a brewery, that have said, if we're shut down for a significant period of time, you know, we're going to close up. I mean, a place like Torch and Crown just opened a month or so ago right outside the Holland Tunnel, and kudos to them. It's a beautiful place. I haven't been there yet, but I saw the the building and what was going to happen and how they were putting things together. But this is a, a place they've, you know, listen, this is a considerable investment for the guys at Torch and Crown and for other people. They could really be screwed here. Uh, how are breweries that you've talked to, how are they handling it? Yeah, I've, I've been to Torch and Crown, and you, de- you definitely should, you know, go. And anybody yeah. in the in the tri-state, I mean, it's it's a beautiful facility. The beer is fantastic. They have outdoor, you know, uh, tented seating, and you know, so there's indoor, outdoor there. Right. Um, you know, I, I, breweries. I'm more concerned about the bars and restaurants, to be to be honest with you, Al, because mm-hmm. you know, uh, breweries. You know, they found a way through the spring. Um, there will be, you know, there was always that big fear back in, you know, kind of April, May, where, you know, breweries won't last three months. So we didn't really see the mass closings happen then, thankfully, because the summer came and, the, you know, people, the business came back. The breweries that made it through the summer and into the fall and, you know, the second shutdown, as you said, I think if there's going to be a big, you know, unfortunate, I'll say, culling of the brewery number, we're going to see it in the next, you know, two to three months is when that's going to happen. Right. Um, in New York City, you know, people are still doing delivery. I think you're going to get, you know, the, the good news is, is that, we're not starting cold this time. They know how to do delivery. They know how to do the e-commerce part. Right. You know, versus back in April, it was just like, you know, they were starting from minus square one, you know, a lot of, a lot of these cases. So I think that that's the only silver lining here is that, you know, the breweries that have a realistic point of view have hopefully been planning for this and, you know, making the necessary adjustments. To your point, though, I do think there's going to be a lot more layoffs going on across, definitely across restaurants as, you know, indoor dining shuts down. Brewery-wise, you'll probably see, again, staff starting to cut back and people who were hired on the past few months, you know, they may cut back again for three to four months. But if you can make it to April, you know, that's really, you got three to four months here that if you can do it, that's going to be, I think you'll be all right. But if you're going to be, if it's a death blow by January, I think that that's, you know, that's going to be the real, the kind of demarcation point. Yeah, you might be right there. Talking with Sean McNulty, podcaster, host of a show called Selling Craft Beer. Gives you all the info you need to know about beer in six minutes or less. He calls it The Sixer. He's on iTunes, Stitcher. Check him out on Instagram at sellcraftbeer or facebook.com slash sellingcraftbeer. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So let's talk legislation, Sean. Uh, New York and New Jersey have done things to help the brewers and the restaurants. but And I'm talking about the breweries specifically. They want certain things to remain permanent, like the, the delivery service. Um, they want to be able to, to to take advantage of the things that they have have gotten in this temporary situation, 
What what is the likelihood that you think that this will happen? That that some of these things that the states have put together will be permanent instead of temporary? Yeah, I think you know this is the one other. There's another silver lining out of this thing. Not to repeat the phrase, but you know, it's it's going to be a hard winter, Al. I don't think right. it, you know anybody. There's really no way around it. And I think after this next five month period, after whatever's going to happen happens. You know, if you're a legislator voting against making this stuff permanent to help small business, I mean, you know, God bless you. I don't, I don't see how anybody makes the argument that after this will be, you know, this will be a year. By April, it'll be a year we'll have had this stuff. Right. And if you're going to tell me then that, oh, this ruined business or this is bad for your state, or you know, I don't think anybody in their right mind is going to buy that. And I think people, if fans weren't motivated before and people who support breweries in the industry, They'd be more than, you know, motivated to contact their legislature and say, hey, you know, this is you're not what you're doing is not right. And I'm going to remember this. So, you know, I think it's a good thing that a lot of the things that delivery and, you know, some of the restaurants, some permissions there about selling to go. You know, I'm very optimistic that that will become steps will be taken to make that permanent, you know, come the spring when the, this stuff may come up. And the, if the breweries and the guilds, you know, make, make a push for it, which I think I, they certainly will. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of them have been doing that already. I know, you know, it's. It's frustrating because you want to see these businesses succeed. And, you know, obviously we're, we're, we've talked about an aluminum can shortage, that this could be a problem mm. for breweries. And right. Now they're not going to be able to package their beer. Will they shift back to bottles? It's, it's really a crazy time, and, and it almost seems like we know that there's an end in sight, but we're not there yeah. yet, and that's where the panic button is, is, uh, is you know, is kind of hitting in. And then my feeling, Sean, in regards to uh, beer festivals, I think we're mm. looking – Summer of next year, maybe the fall of 2021, before we see them happen again in person. What do you think? It's funny because, you know, I've been a little more optimistic about it. I think um, you on that summer, kind of that summer timeline, I think there will be some events, and I'm, I'm hopeful about that, mm-hmm. even the latest, you know, back, vaccine news and stuff. But, you know, the talk around the business, I mean, the, the Brewers Association just postponed. They have their big annual industry gathering in April of right. the year called the Craft Brewers Conference. They've just postponed or frozen registration for that until early next year. So who knows if that's even going to happen? And that's usually mid to late April, which you know is a window, which we'll see. Right. But then they're all you know the, the Great American Beer Festival, the GABF, which is usually held you know around September, early October. You know they're not planning on that really happening next year, which to me is you know that's a big indication of okay, it's you know maybe my my, my radar is off here. Um, other festivals, I know. Uh, uh, JC at, at Trillium was saying he's not sure about they did their big field trip festival that was mm-hmm. usually in August like they're not sure about that so you know maybe it's you and me or maybe we just want to go to a beer festival really bad but yeah, the industry is definitely like thinking probably it's maybe more toward 2022 that we're before you really see the the full cycle of festivals really start to to come back into effect right I I kind of I kind of equate the beer festivals the same way as concerts if they're not going to hold concerts yeah. next summer. In outdoor, or, uh, you know, arenas. I'm not talking even about inside. I'm just talking about outside. I can't see them holding a beer festival like the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest moved to right. next April. I just can't see it happening if we don't have a vaccine. Or Ticketmaster was talking about you have to have proof that you have the vaccine, or you have to have a, a you know double negative test before we let you in the arena. I, and again, I don't know how safe that's going to be. But last question from me, Sean, and it's a big one for people in New Jersey. Will the legalization of marijuana help or hurt breweries in New Jersey? I mean, we've had a few other states, obviously Colorado and California. Been, we've had a good, case, you know, a good uh, couple of year case study on this. You know, I don't think it's going to be a big change in the business. Thankfully, it doesn't seem to be a. You know, quite frankly, weed has marijuana hasn't done as well as people had hoped. You know, in certain places, in places legal marijuana that mm-hmm. is. 
Um, so, you know, I think, well, first of all, it's New Jersey, but you and I both know, well, you know, just because it's legal, the, the, the yeah. rules has, has not been put in place yet. So no, it'll and- be another you know, nine months or a year before we see that. So, right. Sorry, see, that's the thing. They're they're fighting over the legislation is to figure out what is legal, what's not, how do we prosecute, how do we not prosecute. So I, I, had, I had mentioned this about a week or so ago. We're talking at least September or October of next year before they even get marijuana on the board where a person can walk around and smoke, you know, in public. Whether you agree or disagree with marijuana is irrelevant here. It's It's now on the books. It's going to be a law. Jersey has to figure out how to you know, legislate it. But by the time they get to it, we're talking still another year, a year and a half away from it being of any type of financial boost in New Jersey. So, I mean, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I'm wondering if breweries will kind of, you know, I don't know. They, it, well, they can't partner. They can't do a cannabis beer unless it's federally approved, because I know a couple of people said that. Oh, who's going to make the first pop beer in New Jersey? Can't do that until they make marijuana legal across all 50 states. So I'm wondering if breweries will adopt something, you know, Hey, you can go outside and smoke, or you can smoke a joint, too. I don't know. I wonder if that would be an allure to get people to come to a brewery. Yeah, I don't think that, for me, I mean, you know, we spend a lot of time at breweries. I don't know if that's the reason why you go there. You know, it's certainly fine for someone to do it on their own. You know, you can't, first of all, you can't put THC in alcohol anyway, anywhere, so that's illegal no matter what. So right. that's not going to happen. Whether breweries want to move into a, a, TA, a, you know, a non-alcoholic beer with THC in it, you know, that market hasn't really taken off. It's not been something, you know, either in Canada where it is, has been legal for almost a year now uh, to the U.S. Uh, uh, states um, out west in the U.S. where, you know, there are other kinds of beverages people want to have if they want to have THC in their drink. Uh, I just recently found out I, uh, you can now buy little packets of, you know, uh, THC in a powder form to put in any drink you want. Huh. Kind of like a, you know, a little, <laughs> which was news to me. So I was like, oh, well, all right, then just make your own drink if you want to do it. So there's things like that. Right. I don't know that, like, you know, THC beer, you know, not, is going to be a thing that people really are dying to have at this point. We we shall see. My guest has been Sean McNulty, podcaster and host of the show called Selling Craft Beer. He gives you all the info you need to know about beer in six minutes or less. He calls it appropriately enough the Sixer. He's all over iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, Instagram uh, at Sell Craft Beer, Facebook.com slash Selling Craft Beer. Of course, head over to the Hopped Up Network. You can listen to the show right from there. Sean, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Very much appreciate it. Thanks, Al. Have a good Thanksgiving, man. You do, you do the same as well, my friend. Up next, it's Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM Nine Seventy. The answer is always suds and duds. Funny thing about this song from Kiss's Dynasty album, nineteen seventy nine. I was made for loving you. I remember this song being a big disco song. I remember this at Skate Odyssey. Anybody who lived on Staten Island back in the seventies knows all about Skate Odyssey and how I used to be at a double session every Saturday from noon. Until 4, 4.30 p.m. My mom had to clean the house. We had to get out. So my sister and I would head over to Skate Odyssey. She'd go off on her own with her friends. I'd go off with my friends. We'd roller skate for four hours, play video games, eat bad bad food, hot dogs, and 
Slurpees and you know pretzels and whatever and this and that. We had a blast. And I remember this song. For some reason, I don't know why it stuck out in my head. But I do remember uh, that particular song being on. So just uh, one of those things that bring, brings back memories. Uh, for me, good memories of my childhood. And uh, again, I, I'm trying to keep things upbeat. Look, I know we've been in a bad situation for a number of months. Um, and it's probably going to continue on into, into the early portion of next year and maybe even into the summer of next year. But you know what? We're going to get through it. We're going to be okay if we're responsible enough and we do the right things. And I'm a big believer. Wear a mask, social distance, you know, um, just do the right things. And I think we're going to get through it okay. The world is going to look a little different, but we're going to make it okay. Honestly, I know we are. Let's dive into Suds and Duds, some of the latest beers that I've had over the past week or so. First up, uh, the good folks at Paragon Tap and Table were doing a Brick City Brewing Tap takeover. I couldn't make it, but the Friday night when I went in, they still had a lot of bricks on tap, which is great. I, I mean, I, I'd love to get over to the brewery. Haven't had a chance, but in the midst of a move and so many other things have happened over the last couple of months, so I really haven't had the time to go to, you know, far, you know actually, I don't want to say faraway places, but to go to places where I could sit for an extended period of time. But anyway, Get Puffed by Brick City. What a banging beer. Juicy with a sweet marshmallow flavor. And you would think, hmm, marshmallow IPA wouldn't work. But you know what? In this, it does work. The marshmallow has this softness to it um, that gives it just enough sweetness, but soft enough that you kind of go, oh, okay. you like, you get it. It's there. It's not cloying. It's not sip after sip. You're like, oof, i got to work my way through this. No, 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 no. Trust me. Uh, Get Puffed by Brick City. Excellent beer. I highly recommend it. Parrot Jams, um, uh, the way I wrote it on Untapped, and you can follow me on Untapped at Gatulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Parrot Jams, um, I wrote Wasting Away Again in Paragonville, because we were at Paragon Tap and Table, but, you know, Parrot Heads, Margaritaville, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, soft, tropical, juicy, smooth. Um, I actually thought the vanilla was really good in this. Some people disagreed with me, thought it was a little overpowering. Um, my good friend Laura Calla uh, said she, you know, she thought the vanilla was too much. I didn't. I actually liked it a lot. Um, I think it just, um, I think it just made it made for a better beer for me. It it brought me. Some beers just kind of bring you to certain places. That beer brought me to the Bahamas, to Paradise Island, my brother-in-law's wedding, almost 20 years ago, um, my, my, my wife's brother. That, that's where it kind of brought me to. And when a beer can do that in the first couple of sips, to me, that's a winner. If you can invoke a memory out of me of, of someplace I've been, I wasn't drinking a beer there either. It just the fact that it could transport you back to that place, that's a good feeling. Power Jams by Brick City, another fantastic beer. Look, the guys from Brick City do an amazing job with their beers. If you haven't checked them out, they're, they're five minutes from MetLife Stadium. Uh, you go right over, uh, get off at 120, head over where it crosses over to 46. At the next left, there's a light where 46 is. You cross over the next block, you make a left. Brick City's right over there. When you're done over there, take a ride right down to Bolero Snort. They're right over there as well, and you can check them out as well. I'm telling you. Two great places for fantastic beer. Uh, the uh, good folks from Untied, um, Matt Green had sent me a bunch of stuff. Um, one of them was Murphy's Law. The other one was Getting Away. And again, another beer, like drinking a beer on a tropical island. Peach, coconut, shining beautifully on that one. Loved it a lot. Uh, it's a, a really, really uh, nice beer. So thank you, Matt, uh, for bringing some of those beers over. And then um, just a, 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 
well, I would say, I don't know, four or five days before I moved, I had to get rid of a, a lawnmower in my my uh, my basement. It was broke. It wasn't working anymore. And, you know, I didn't want to sell it, but I couldn't. I, I was trying to give it away. couldn't give it away. So I, I go on Facebook. We have this little page, Clark Neighbors, go on. I posted a picture. The first day that I posted it, somebody said, yeah, my buddy will take it. I said, all right, we'll tell your buddy to reach out to me. Okay. Never reached out to me. Um. A day or two goes by, I post it again. I said, anybody want this? It's free. All you got to do is pick it up. There's gas in the tank, but it's free. And I know there are people in town that fix lawnmowers. And some woman made a crack, like, who would want a broken lawnmower? Like, all right, you know, obviously people don't understand that, you know, people do fix things. So this guy, Matt, comes by, and he texts, he, you know, he sends me a private message. He says, yeah, I'd love it. I'll pick it up. Can I come by, you know, the next day at, at this time? And I said, yeah, great. I'm home after two. Come by. Okay. So um, he comes by, and he knows that I drink craft beer. Now, I don't know how. Maybe he saw something on Clark Neighbors. Maybe he saw something somewhere else. Maybe he even listens to the show. I have no idea. Um, I know he goes to Paragon, where, which is where I go to all the time. So who knows? Maybe in passing he heard me or whatever. He brings me four beers. Beer from Treehouse, uh, a, a, a beer from Untied, uh, a beer from Equilibrium, and this beer, double exam number 15 by Barnstable Brewing. So, Matt, thank you for the beers. Now, I gave him a couple of source beers, you know, as a trade. He didn't want them, but I said, no, 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 you got to take them. I mean, you can't bring me beer. I mean, not offer you beer. I don't care you're taking the lawnmower, but you got to help me out here. So, and besides, I needed to get rid of some stuff in the fridge. So, I, and I always love giving beer out to people that maybe they haven't had this, this particular guy. He hadn't had source yet. And I said, well, try these beers. You tell me what you think. And uh, we're friends on Facebook now. I mean, nice guy. So, Matt, thank you very much. I very much appreciate the beers, and thank you for taking the lawnmower off my hands. Well, anyway, double examine number 15 by Barnstable Brewing. It was a really nice IPA. Very good. Never had them before. Um, enjoyed it a lot. And so, Matt, I appreciate um, you you handing me those beers. Then the next one he brought me, D-Hop 15 by Equilibrium. Great double IPA. Goes down quite smooth. Has a nice hop to it. Loved it. Then the other beer that he had brought me, uh, mutual understanding by Untied. Now I hadn't had this one yet, and the can was probably six months old. So Matt Green, the owner of Untied Brewing, had hit me up after I had posted it and said, "And this is a it's a good, decent style New England style IPA, good bitterness to it." And he said, "Wow, it held up for that long for six months." And I said, "I guess so." There's no date on the can. I didn't realize it was six months old, but it actually it held up very well. I liked the bitterness in it, like. A lot of people make New England-style IPAs, tries to make them really hazy and juicy, and others try to ease off on the haze uh, you know, in the ju- or the juiciness and try to put some hop back into there. Um, I like this beer. This was good. And after six months, you know what? I didn't really have any complaints about it. So, uh, Matt Green at Untied, you guys make a good beer that holds up uh, over time. And, of course, you're supposed to drink IPAs fresh. I understand that. I get it. Um, Club Paradise Imperial Tiki Sour Ale by Hoof-Hearted Brewing. I love these guys at Hufford. They make fun beers. They make very tasty beers. And I love their cans. They have a whole, um, you know, they did like a Van Halen one. Everybody want, Everybody wants some uh, IPA, which was really great. I felt like I was on the beach with this. It gave you that kind of tiki cocktail atmosphere. Um, I felt like, the, uh, I felt like um, where I had it at Paragon Tap and Table, they should have served it in a tiki glass. Like, that's the kind of feeling that I got from it. Like, we're hanging out at a luau, and everybody's getting ready to have a good time. And, you know, this is kind of like your first drink, you know, to start off the night. Really, really good stuff. Loved it. Um, Choco Pebbles uh, by Bolero Snort. Nice, easy sipper. A little sweet. Some roasted chocolate. A delicious 
stout from them. A little bit of sweetness, not too sweet, and I love the roasted chocolate flavor in it. Very, very good. I had a Treehouse beer, uh, Bright Citra, um, by my my neighbor Greg. Cracked one of those. I've had that before. Another fantastic beer. Um, Fat Orange Cat Brew, another brewery that I really like. These are guys you really should check out. I love their cans. Everything's kind of cat-oriented. Um, nice citrus hit. Love the piney taste on this one as well. I had a couple of beers from Jersey Cyclone. Um, the rep had come in and uh, tried a couple of different things. Their stout that they had, very good. Nice cinnamon flavor to it. Really, really nice. The IPAs weren't bad. Um, don't know if I would order them. I'm going to be completely honest. But the stout with the cinnamon, excellent. And then finally... I had gone to Source the other day to pick up my beers, and we stuck around, and we had we had a couple of uh, drinks. I got a chance to sample some of the new stuff that came out this past weekend, which I actually have to pick up. But the beer that came out last week I had on tap, Pineapple Milkshake IPA, soft, great flavor of pineapple, so- soft in a good way, great flavor of pineapple. You just want to drink it all at once. It was delicious, great stuff from the guys from Source. Right off of Route 34 next to Delicious Orchards in Colts Neck, New Jersey. Cannot go wrong with their beer. They do a fantastic job. Folks, we are out of time. My thanks to everyone involved in the show, as well as my guest, Sean McNulty, from Selling Craft Beer. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody.